When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the CHGO Bears podcast on a bonus edition Saturday. That is right. We are out here for you whenever the Bears are doing anything, basically. And yes, there was training camp today. Saw a bunch of you at training camp, including the amazing Greg Braggs Jr., who's hosting and producing this podcast. <laughs> Come on, I was going to say, I thought you were going to lead with Gary Ross, the amazing Gary Ross. I, I was going to get to Gary, who, of okay. course, uh, dominated today despite losing to Larry Mayer in the Bears trivia. Shockingly, Gary <laughs> did not know. For shame. Yeah, well, it's, it's disappointing, to be honest, because Gary knows everything, but Gary did not know that 1971, I won't even put the trivia on either of you because you're both – just fresh out of the womb and you won't know these things 1971 <laughs> was the first year of what at that time was the new soldier field bears leaving wrigley going down to the lakefront where hopefully they'll stay for the rest of time but we're not here to talk about that today nicholas moriano back in his home crib i put rags out in the forest and um, <laughs> i'm conveniently uh somewhere close to him so we can do this show gentlemen uh I, lot to discuss here today we're gonna get to kyler gordon and i thought his uh confidence and comments but a lot of running the football today for Justin Fields which we have not seen so far in training camp that was one of the things that stood out for me yeah and that's something that we hadn't seen really now four practices in this is the first time we've seen Justin Fields actually take off and there were times where the defense didn't know what to do there was a time where Justin Fields just walked right into the end zone because no one accounted for the quarterback, but that's going to happen. The bears are going to play some mobile quarterbacks this season. So I think it's good that we're seeing that because again, that's a part of Justin Fields game. He's going to get outside the pocket, make plays that way, but also it does help the defense to adjust to a mobile quarterback. And there were times where the bears were doing these rollouts and the guy, the tight ends were open but the threat of Justin Fields' legs are a part of his game. So it's good that we started to see that get implemented more in this practice today. Yeah, I mean, to me, of everything they've worked on, outside of the DJ Moore-Justin Fields connection, which you're seeing daily and you saw it once again today, um, they did a lot of red zone today, which is different than the first couple days uh, prior to. The thing that I really feel like they have down pat, ready to go, they could do it if it was week one next Sunday or this Sunday, I don't know what day it is, Saturday, they could do it tomorrow, is crossing patterns in the flat, you know, doing an RPO play action, and now you've got DJ Moore or Robert Tunyon coming across, and a few t- more than a few times, these guys are wide open. And then, as you mentioned, one time, you know, I think he was trying to find DJ, and I think you had this in your notes, Nick, and he wasn't there. So, so Justin just walked in like it, and it's just going to be the looks they get, you know, a lot of times because they're going to be so concerned about what fields is doing. There's going to be pre-snap motion and that's going to spring guys like that loose on, on the underneath stuff. The stuff I think that they still have to work on that chemistry on is, you know, the core back corner of the end zone to Darnell Mooney back corner of the end zone or backside of the end zone to DJ Moore. Those are tough throws to make. And, you know, they're tight window throws and they tried to connect on a few of those and the defense was all over it. So those are the things, if you're looking at it from an offensive perspective, which I tend to always do, that's the things that they're looking at, but the defense certainly battling in their own right. They had a few interceptions today on them. 
Looks like you're muted there, Mark. That's a fine. I, I apologize. That's a terrible job by me. It's five uh, in the jar. Yeah. Uh, look, there, there was one pick in the end zone today, but before we get into that, uh, and I don't want to be the nitpick guy on the show, but I'll just have to be the nitpick guy on the show. I don't need to see Justin Fields run in training camp. I, I, I have I, like, we don't need to work on that. He did it at an elite level to the moon. Uh, you know, this is an emphasis again. I am nitpicking, incredibly nitpicking. There's no, there's no huge deal here, but all I really want to see is him throw the football period. End of story. So, uh, it's cool that it was going on today, but I don't, I'm not really dying to see a ton more of that from, from my standpoint. I don't know if you guys disagree. I get where me. you're coming from in that regard. This is their chance to work on things and, and, and get that passing game right that we all feel that's where he really needs to take the next step in. I mean, uh, that's obvious. But at the same time, like when people ask me, how does the offense look or comparing it to the 2018 vibes or the 2013 vibes? when you watch those teams at training camp and there was a noticeable difference in the offensive tick and the offensive talent uh, across the board, you were like, okay, they have something here with this team, with the combination of Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool still working themselves back. So you're not seeing these guys line up the way we expect them to week one, as far as personnel is uh, wise. The other thing is Justin Fields does take off and run a lot. You know, that's what that's part of his game. So when we're watching this offense at training camp, I don't think it is a, a correct representation of what we're exactly going to see come week one. That's fair. That's a good point, Greg. Yeah, um, sure. It, 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 the whole thing's a work in progress. And the pick, by the way, that, that stood out, at least today, was at the goal line, Aiden Colbert. Uh, safety corner backup, a guy that uh, Adrian Colbert, guy that we're not exactly, you know, going to see a ton of. He made a very nice play on the ball. Fields held the ball on that particular play too long, and then tried to sneak it in after, you know, at the very last second. And Colbert made a good play, and then Fields actually came down and was complaining at the ref that it was should have been incomplete. I'm not sure if he thought that he dropped it and or was out of bounds, uh, but you know. It was that that was it's still the time a lot of talk about timing here and where they're at. And to me, it's obvious that it's better, significantly better, I would go so far to say, and also still a work in progress at the same time, clearly. Yeah, and I mean I think they're, you know, still working on that certain stuff. And you know, when it's outside of DJ Moore, I feel I mean that timing looks pretty great, you guys, when when you know they're connecting over the middle of the field but like i think there's still going to be that that growth period they're going to see when he he is starting to throw to other guys outside of dj more like we didn't see a lot of throws to darnell moving today and maybe like i was looking at my notes you guys i didn't see a lot to chase claypool maybe it happened all the way at the end of the other side of the field where we couldn't see but like i think it's going to take some time to get the the timing exactly right where it needs to be but when it comes to DJ Moore and Justin Fields, I think that timing chemistry looking pretty darn good right now. Regs, you were sitting uh, in in the fan stands more today. What was the conversation like over there as the offense was attempting to do its thing? Well, uh, Saturdays are always the most busy for a crowd standpoint. I mean, they were getting hyped during the the first session of install and walkthrough, just the ball kind of slightly going in the air. And and that that part of camp is always one of my favorite things is that Saturday crowd at Bourbon A that would be like 15,000 strong and the littlest thing would get everybody riled up. And then there was a little bit of a disappointment because Eberflus addresses the crowd for the second year in a row. And and it's it's cool that he does that and and his statement of you know we're working to build a team that you guys are going to be proud of and bear down and i love that out of our head coach then he proceeds to do half the practice on the other side of the field as far away from the fans as he possibly can get and I'm, we're all trying to look at this thing and so it was a second day in a row of a fairly slow practice outside of the red zone session they had which was a lot of fun and on our side of the field. So, you know, vibes are strong. Everybody's excited about this, but we all want as close a look as we can possibly get. 
Well, and you didn't have to be sitting with the fans, by the way, to hear the fans when early on in the practice, uh, Fields connects with DJ Moore on a bomb. They loved that. And then back-to-back right to Robert Tunyon. That was awesome to see, kind of a highlight offensive moment of the day. When the Flues talks, man, people listen, damn it. I was I was so fired up when he grabbed the microphone today. Nick, you've, we've got it on video. I think it's been tweeted out, right? So uh, I'm sure people have seen it. But if, if, you, if you haven't... You know the flus. It's a nice touch. You just, you just, you want, you want the flus in your life, and uh, you are loose, Matt Eberflus. Appreciate you being here today, watching the show. I, I thought some interesting convo with the flus today about Kyler Gordon. That uh, at least I was poking well, at him a little bit. Before, yeah. before we jump ahead to that, let's keep our ducks in a row and have our best and worst of the day. Correct. That's how we do this show. Yes, very good point, Greg. Thank you. We don't have to. I mean, Hollywood Mansion Hogan here. You know, we we can let the inmates run the asylum, or we can, you know, keep our (laughs) keep the consistency. I mean, if it's me keeping us in order, that's a scary thought. Well, you're doing a good job of it. So why don't you start Mm -hmm. first with your best and worst, buddy? Well, I would definitely say my best was Robert Tunyon. He's really standing out. He had like two or three touchdowns uh, to see him kind of take that step um, offensively. Can I do two like Mark always does? And then the, for the second day in a row, a linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess if I'm going to go, I thought Tunyon had the best day offensively of anyone, uh, just as someone like you're starting to see what he can do. But Tremaine Edmonds gets for the second day in a row, one of our new linebackers gets an interception. And this time it was on PJ Walker. Uh, it wasn't on Justin, but he takes it back to the other house and they all swarm up as a defensive unit. And there, it was very 2018 vibes with the way that team would celebrate their mm-hmm. turnovers. And I know the NFL is kind of trending that way for every turnover they make, but that's what it was. They kind of ganged up all together in the end zone and they were going crazy in front of the fans. And that's the kind of vibes I want to continue to see. Um, so uh, that was certainly fun to, uh, fun to see. Uh, and then obviously the, the chippiness, I enjoy, I enjoy that these guys are ready to get the pads on, uh, my worst, um, man, that's a tough one, you know, cause it's like, how do you differentiate when a, a defensive back makes a nice play, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're seeing more interceptions, you know, there was how many three or four interceptions on yep. the day today. So, you know, what do I do as a fan? Do I have concern? for what the offense is trying to do, or do I rationalize it like the defense is battling? You know, I, that's the game you have to play and the balance you have to make as an analyst or a fan in the stand. So, um, you know, I, I'd like to see less turnovers, but then what does that say for the defense? No, it's a good point, Greg. Um, I'll go with my best today. I think it was a situational period towards the end of practice where Justin Fields takes the offense down. Uh, to score a touchdown and Eberflus actually talked about that in his presser after the practice but he did so with some big plays in the middle of the field of course it's going to start with DJ Moore over the middle of the field then the next play Justin finds Cole Komet down the seam route there and then to finish it all off uh, in the middle of the defense again finds Equinemius St. Brown for the touchdown but that area of the field is where Justin Fields actually excelled at last season and now he has more capable playmakers for this season but to get those big chunk plays in the middle of the field, that was uh, good to see. I think my worst, I'm going to agree with, with Gary here. And, you know, Matty Refluce didn't want to make it a big deal, but Nate Davis uh, was kind of in with the first team. But then you also saw Chitari Carter in there, Lucas Patrick at right guard. So we're seeing a little bit of a fluctuation there. And basically he said they did it because, you know, in the season it's long and you're going to have different combinations there. Uh, of course, throughout the season. So they just wanted to make sure that those other guys were also prepared. But that's what I mean. I mean I yeah, I, I was going to say, are we going to say he's benched? I, I think that's. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Far. Yeah. And I mean, yesterday I asked Alan Williams about Terrell Smith getting, you know, reps with the first team defense. He got reps today and he said not to make a big deal of that. But let's just monitor that as training camp goes the first week, fourth practice. But I, you know, you got to see a bunch of different guys at right guard today so uh, i'll put that as my worst for now 
if you want to add on to that, Nate Davis was supposed to speak to the media. True. He, he did not speak to the media. We got Travis Gibson as a late substitution. Travis Gibson's always the most media accommodating player in that locker room. So it seemed to me like Nate kind of bailed out late for whatever reason. And probably is nothing. I, but, I talked to Nate yeah. after practice. He was signing autographs for kids. And I kind of made my way over by him just to kind of feel him out a little bit, see how he's doing. I said, hey, what's up, Nate? Um, how you liking? You know, welcome to Chicago. He said, I appreciate that. I go, how you liking it here? He's like, uh, way better than Tennessee. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. I go, I love Chicago, but Tennessee is a great town. Nashville is a great town. And he goes overrated. I was like, Oh, so, and he seems to be settling in the attitude he gave while he was hanging out with the fans and talking to me didn't have that. So, you know, interesting, or I'd be interested to know why he missed the media session, but you know, I didn't get those vibes from him while he was walking around. Typically, if a guy's just got benched and is pissed off, he's not signing autographs for fans for 45 minutes after practice. He's storming into the locker room all upset. So that is a Greg Braggs fan exclusive. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nobody else got a one-on-one with Nate Davis today. Oh, I, that's not even the best one-on-one. Yeah, we don't have the No, 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 we're, we're getting there right okay, now. That's my, my, my best today was seeing a picture, as much as it hurt my heart that it wasn't me, but my best today was seeing a picture of Greg Braggs with Jack Sanborn. That <laughs> that was... That On was, his birthday, too. It's Jack Sanborn's birthday today, so that's even that's even more special. Yep. It Did was his say- birthday? Now that's a yeah. loaf on my behalf, talking to this guy, because I talked to him for like five minutes and did not wish him a happy birthday, so that's an embarrassing moment for, for me. Wait, you got five minutes with Sanborn for real? For real. What do you think I do after practice? I harass people, so, you know, not really harass. I respectfully well, wait for them to stop signing autographs, and then I may or may not talk to you if you're willing. I talked to Patrick Scales today. I talked stop, to, stop, stop. Please tell us about your conversation with Jack Sam. So, so right I, now. of course – you know, I go, Hey, you know, I introduced myself and told him who I work for. And then I explained to him our affinity for him on our show. And I said, Jack, I don't know if you realize this, but we put your Jersey on our studio in our set for every, for most of our shows we do, because we have a one Mark Carmen that adores you. And he was like, Oh, nice. I'm going to have to watch your guys' show. I was like, we'd love for you to watch it. I was like, we'd love for you to come on sometime. Uh, and we could gush about you some more. And we really appreciate how hard you worked last year. He was like, I appreciate that. And uh, that's kind of where it went. Then I go, you mind if we snap a shot so I can make Mark jealous? He was like, absolutely. Let's do this. And uh, that's where, that's kind of where it went. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that. And, Thank you to the sand God. Um, and I'm sure I have a feeling he's watching right now. Thanks, Jack. Your 57 is, is most welcome on the show. So that, that was one of my best. I do multiple bests here every day. So I'll, I'll give another one. And this wasn't on the field. This was off the field. Kyler Gordon meeting the media today. It was so unbelievably noticeable. Nick's pointing at me for those of you listening in the audio world, how much different, confident not that he lacked confidence last year but last year was a guy that was kind of quiet and was making his way this dude comes in there today he's got the spider-man mask on he's talking in in a way in a flow that i had never heard him before so i just think his development is going to be a huge huge boon for the bears and it's 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 just one press conference but there were comments yesterday from Alan Williams, the Bears defensive coordinator, who does not throw praise around just to throw it around, even though he is a very positive guy, but just talking about how Gordon is just playing football now. So I got some I got some Kyler Gordon excitement going on today. Yeah, Kyler Gordon is my favorite bear outside of Justin Fields. And, you know, I wanted him to draft him last year. They did. Spider-Man's his guy. That's I was my say, guy you're too. a big Marvel guy. This I'm is a big Marvel is. guy. Spider-Man's my dude. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what, what Kyler Gordon can do in year two. Playing that nickel, the mentality that you were talking about, Mark, like he just seems so much more confident. And you, you everyone who saw the play where Justin hit that dart to DJ Moore, Kyler was saying that, you know, there they did it was a good play, but he definitely could have intercepted that ball. He just needed to allow his instincts to kind of take over on that one. But he feels like when that play comes up again, he'll be in the right spot next time. 
Yeah, and I'll go for my worst. And this is a tad bit of a nitpick, but it's it's something that I've been talking about, and I'm going to continue to just I'm, I'm going to leave it out there. And I'm not saying he can't solve this, uh, but Justin Fields is holding on to the football too long. He, he it, it happened uh, a bunch today. He got picked on one of them, and on the pick, he went to the ref to try to get it overturned. Which I was like, just who cares if he dropped it or whatnot? That's not that's really not what you should be thinking about on that play. Just more so on how you were holding it and nobody was open. I, I'm, I'm going to put him in. I'm going to put the holding it, the ball on it. And Chase Claypool was like not around today. He did not, he, he's not getting any targets, very few. So I would like to continue to see that relationship, that chemistry build between the two. And there was one play today where Fields ran and like, I, I thought he was looking at Claypool but Claypool hadn't come out of his break, and right then Fields took off. Now a second later, Claypool comes out of his break, and he's open. Um, so timing, playing with that, it, there, there is. We're leaving some meat on the bone, as they like to say in the old Greg Bragg's land. So well, I, you, I, you asked me if um, I had any questions that I if I was in the press conference what I asked did you happen to fire any of those off specifically the one I was asking about with Justin I did not and I forgot okay. what and that's was, no and it, oh, totally fine I mean I know how it goes but I mean that's the thing and that's what I was talking with with some fans as I was walking out it's the game we play as fans going to training camp so when he throws the interception on the right side you know he he, he rolls out of the pocket he extends the play He's looking for his targets. Then he tries to fit it into Cole Komet, and it's in an interception. So what 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 can the meatball do to rationalize that? Well, he's trying to fit it in a window. He's trying different things, you know. And that, that's where it's like, it, you you say he's holding on to the football too long, and that's pro, that that can that can be right. But you also said earlier, I don't want to see him running, which is a part of his game. I want him working on his passing. Well, what what what's the level of what you work on? Like, it, are you trying to do everything perfect or are you trying to, and you're Justin Fields, are you trying to challenge yourself to try different windows that you would not normally try in a game? And, and he, that, that, been, that, that's he, what he, you do at practice. So I don't know how to differentiate the two when there's mistakes that happen. He's doing some of that. There was one to the corner with, with uh, DJ Moore that was overshot, but I loved him putting it there. He, he did the same thing with Darnell Mooney today in the, in, in the yeah. corner of the end zone. So there, there, it's not like that's not happening. Um, all right, let, let's, let's move things along here, though, because it is a Saturday, and I know people uh, love us but probably want to get to moving things, and we got a lot to cover. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. No judgment here. In fact, we will judge you if you don't go to Sunnyside to do your shopping. It's a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Everything you need to elevate your summer, or really any season for that matter. Uh, House of Brands, we got the Mindy's, which is the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles. We got the Good News gummies, which we got the rechargeable vape pen. We got the Cresco which is a reliably excellent cannabis, the high supply, which is uh, also a personal favorite uh, quality weed that's always available. There's, there's everything for you. Uh, right now through August, head to sunnyside.shop, sunnyside.shop. Use that code CHGO25, CHGO25. Use that at checkout. You get 25% off your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. Not only for new customers, anybody can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. You do have to be 21 or over or an Illinois Med card holder. Yeah, go check out Sunnyside, and you have to check out Circle K, guys. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas. And look out for freebies and giveaways down the road, whatever you really need. You know, you can find those products at Circle K. So, again, thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Thank you, indeed. And as we move on here, I let's, let's just talk about Kyler Gordon for a second. I asked him, you know, point blank, hey, Alan Williams, defensive coordinator, said, said yesterday, that they love you in the slot. They love they love taking stuff off your plate. They love that you're focusing. They love the way you're playing and playing football and, and all of that. But he's been very clear that he wants to play outside too. And he, I, when I asked him, that smile popped up right on his face. 
and say he's he understands everything that's going on and he can play all over. So I'm just going to make a bold prediction here on July the 29th, and I'm and I'm going back against what I said earlier. If things go awry with Tyreek Stevenson, it wouldn't completely surprise me if at some point this year Kyler gets a shot to go back out there because if he's playing as well as he's sounding right now, the Bears could at some point at least be somewhat tempted to put a little bit more back on display because of his value and what he's able to do. What do y'all th- what do y'all think of that thought process? I think it's in in the cards there, Mark. Um, I guess what the Bears will have to evaluate: Do they ha- are the Bear or is the defense better with him at the outside corner and then having like a guy like Josh Blackwell be the nickel, or would they rather see like a guy like Terrell Smith, who's been getting an opportunity with the ones take the outside and still have Kyler Gordon? So th- they're gonna have to evaluate what their best three are out there. If Tyreek Stevenson, if it doesn't work out, it's way too early to say that right now. But yeah, he did smile when you asked him that. Like he he would want to play outside if given the opportunity. So I'm curious to see how Alan Williams is going to handle that, given like the scenario of his cornerbacks and how they're playing throughout the season. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it Alan Williams or was it the DB coach yesterday that said less is more? For that was Kyler Alan Williams. That was Alan Williams. Alan Williams. So yeah. I I would have to go the other way and and say they'd prefer him to to stick with this and just be mm-hmm. great at one thing instead of trying to do both and being average at that. I, I agree. They definitely prefer it. I think I, I'm sure Nick does too. I'm just well, saying. Then, well, then from that perspective, like Nick said, you got, who are some of your options then? If, if Tyreek Stevenson is, it's like, welcome to the big leagues week one for him. And you have Kendall Vildor, who most people are always trying to replace, but I think he battles uh, Josh mm-hmm. Blackwell, you know, uh, Nick, you just mentioned, could he, he be a guy that jumps in there? I thought him and Jalen Jones battled. They were moving those guys around to different spots last year. But, you know, this happens on the offensive line sometimes where you'll try to move a guy over to fit another guy in. And now you're 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 negatively impacting two positions instead of just holding one down. And the slot is very important in the NFL nowadays. So let's let Kyler own that position. Yeah, and, and let me just say, I'm I'm putting this as a 10% possibility, and I see Brandon's comment, why are we writing off uh, Tyreek Stevenson? No one's writing him off, not at all. I, I, I think he's absolutely going to get through training camp and be the starter. I'm just saying that as a rookie, a lot of rookie cornerbacks struggle, and if the Bears at some point have to, hey, trying to win some football games here, things are going well, the offense is cruising, we're in this, Tyreek might not be completely ready not punting on him, but let's perhaps play around with things. No, you're what, not pun- what, what, what would that look like? I'm- you're 100% right. I mean, this is what I was talking with a fan about. When he asked me, like, who's going to have the biggest impact as a rookie? And, and he wanted it to be Javon Dexter. I get it. We all look at Javon Dexter. You see his, you know, intangibles and, and his physical attributes and plug and play. That's not how mm-hmm. it works. They're rookies. You know, Tyreek Stevenson, Javon Dexter, they all have great potential and they, they're going to hopefully meet that at some point but the idea that they're just going to be ready to rock week one we don't know that yet maybe we all hope but there's also a chance they're not ready so you got to be careful with how you place your expectations with some of these guys because you might personally get let down in the in the immediate future Tyreek Stevenson certainly has all the potential in the world will he be ready week one we don't know that yet so, you know, that's where people just got to understand. Nobody's writing him off by any means. Uh, and we, we all know that he's a physical corner. So when we get the pads on, when we go to joint mm-hmm. practices, when we get to the preseason, maybe he'll be able to show exactly how he can impose his will in a physical manner to change the game up as well. FMF Doc Willie with a $5 super chat. Thanks for the best Bears coverage. Keep up the good work. FMF, we really appreciate you saying that and contributing. Yes, and thank you to the 530 people watching live right now on a Saturday afternoon. And we are more than happy to give you a, a bonus show here over the weekend. Hogue's doing a little golf trip, and 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 he deserves that. He does it every year. So uh, no shade thrown to Hogue, but we wanted to come here and, and, and do our part to give you guys some coverage this weekend while we were there. So thanks for tuning in. Hit the like button, please. Let's let's yes. jack those lights up, likes up over the weekend. The only golf shade that's going on is to the guy that uh, had, <laughs> had, had, had 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 three inches we of could, water right in front of him. If you have, if you missed the tweet, that's we're not. We're, about, 
we yeah, can we save that at the end because I I'll go twenty I'll go I'll go twelve well, rounds we, we, over, we over that. You nonsense. brought up golf, and I just like to point Who out who brought up put, golf. Oh, he you, went. Yeah, you, 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 golfing. You, yeah. You, you, <laughs> we will save the golf talk for the end, but trust me, if you want me to let, let you have it on on that regard, we'll save it for that. Yeah, we you can do whatever you want to do. You're a great golfer. I, 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 I there's no way I could ever be in your league. But I'm not. It, no, whatever. Put, I'm not listening put, to you. Gas me up. No, you were just wait till Cog Hill. All right. Okay. You were unbelievable. I don't know if you know how I'm going to even remotely compete with you. All right. So (laughs) I want to go back to, uh, I want to stay in the cornerback room here. And uh, towards the end of Flus's conversation, I, I poked in there about Jalen's comments yesterday and his contract uh, wants, he wants to stay here. And also him getting more interceptions, being a part of getting paid. And so I asked Flus about, do you, do you want him to perhaps go away from what's being his what's been his strength, which is just being a shutdown corner and um, you know not allowing guys to catch the football and to take more risk to try to get interceptions? And the Flus said that he wants to see him improve in year two, which is interesting, by the way, because it's year four for Jalen, but he's saying it's year two in his scheme. So year two on the way that the Bears want Jalen to play football. So I, I don't know if I'm making too much of it. I probably am. I, I, I do that once in a while, uh, perhaps if you watch no, the show. But, 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 not but, you. But that, d- d- Nick, did that stand out to you at all when he said year two or just even the way he answered it, period? Well, I think it kind of echoes what Alan Williams was saying about him in this defense where now he expects him to almost anticipate more, which he's been doing, uh, Alan Williams is also saying. But now he should have a feel for what the defense is, and you should be able to react more jump those routes, make those interceptions, because he did mention that too. He wanted to see that. But I, that's it kind of just reminded me of what Alan Williams was saying about him. And then even when Jalen Johnson spoke, like being in this defense now, have more and more comfortability, almost like Kyler Gordon, to where he knows what his assignments are. He'd be better in the zone coverage if they asked him to do that or play man. But just being in better positions to make plays because he knows the defense. But when I heard that, it, it kind of reminded me of what Alan Williams was saying yesterday. Yeah, no, I get it. And again, just underlining that he used that word improve. They want more from mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson. They, 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 they think he's capable. I, I, he, and, and Foose said very good player like Jalen, and he'd also like to see him improve. So they're, they're, they're looking for a next level from one of their better players, which is at least somewhat interesting when you consider the contract situation, whether he's going to get paid or whether he's not going to get paid. You can make a guess on it. I'd be guessing too, if uh, how much Flus is in that conversation of, of wanting Jalen around. I'm assuming that, you know, if you're a good general manager like Ryan Poles, you're going to ask your head coach about uh, players and where they think they can go and, and all of it. And, and, and getting turnovers is a big thing in the NFL, not just for the bears, but for anyone. Hey, crazy ace TV, $5 uh, super chat. Crazy ace. Appreciate you always. Uh, thanks for finally having XL brick by brick shirts back in stock. I appreciate all of you. Hashtag bear down. Hashtag CHGO love. I'm glad to hear the XLs are back, buddy. Yes, That's sir. It. Let's go. And, and hey, now that I've downgraded to XLs, these these double XLs are starting to get a little a little loose. So you know, I'm glad they're in stock too. You know, flexing and dropping the weight. How much have you dropped here, Bragsy? Like what are you talking about? You know, I'm I'm, down, I'm not down enough. You know, I, you gas me up with the golf game. You ain't gonna gas me up with the weight either. I got another thirty pounds to lose. I've been, I'm down. Well, almost, I'm down forty, forty-five. You got it. I got, got it. Three more to go. Well, and and but and you do I'm look be, great. You look I'm great. Just gonna be jacked up, and you're gonna. Yeah, you just wait. I'm gonna give well, it hey, to you. Hey, hey, you're a great athlete, and you look don't, great. And there's, don't, there's... don't even <laughs> don't even go there with the bull. The, the, hey, the, I see the, where you're going with it. Don't even pause me. No, I don't. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you deserve props for dropping the weight. Not no, easy. You to know, do. So the other thing that I think we haven't touched on today that I'd yeah. like to, uh, if yeah. I may, is the other thing that really stood out. Even though I thought, like, practice is typically two hours from ten to eleven forty-five. Typically, it went to almost noon today. But by 11 o'clock, they really hadn't done anything by my standard of what they're supposed to be doing. I know, Nick, you referenced some of the one-on-one battles they were doing. But, like, from what I want to see at camp, it felt like they hadn't done anything in the first hour other than stretch and walk around. Then they did the red zone drills for, like, a half hour, and then they finished with that two-minute drill and a few things. 
the one thing that did stand out in the second hour of practice was there was some chippiness. There was a fight. A, it was a small fight. It wasn't a Kyle Long versus Akeem Hicks, but there was some shoving going on. Then Kari Blasengame just bolts in there and just ends it with a huge shove. And there was some talking and chirping. And then there was also some tackling at points. Like they're not mm-hmm. supposed to be tackling without pads. And more than a few times guys were taken to the ground. I talked to Patrick scales about it. He was kind of laughing. He's like, yeah, guys get outside of themselves. You know, everybody's excited to get the pads on kind of thing. Um, you know, I got a cornerback number 32. Help me out, Nick. He, he broke Trust one me. up. Yeah, he he broke one up on the sideline. Everybody went to the ground. You're you're starting to feel the antsiness from the players about, you know, wanting to, you know, kind of starting to put it to who they're going up against every day. Well, I think it's it's making sense, right? This is the fourth practice now. They're not in pads. There's you know, you're blocking guys, but you're not really blocking guys. And, you know, it's it's about time that the pads start to come on and next Wednesday we'll finally finally get that and see these guys actually get to you know hit a little bit more and use that physicality we've been talking about but i think it's uh it's good to see this competition this internal competition uh within you know certain position groups with the offense defense but they're all trying to compete right and and we always talk about how you know the competition is going to bring the best people out and show the best version of themselves so i i think after a couple of hot days of practice even though these last two have been a little bit slower pace and you know the previous two uh, I think things are going to start heating up next week, and I can't wait to start covering those practices. Yeah, I mean, padded practices. Let's go, please. I'm, I'm, I'm oh so ready to uh, see some hitting out there, and it's it's coming this week. The Bears, of course, taking a day off tomorrow. No show tomorrow. We're we'll be back on Monday. Um, but yeah, pads coming on is going to be awesome. I thought, like you know, just as far as the competition goes, Greg Stroman Jr. He picked off PJ Walker today. I forget. I don't, did you do you remember who that pass was intended to, Nick or and or Greg? You both were there. Doesn't matter. Anyway, no. Stroman picks it picks off Walker, and you know we're down on on the end of the field by the fans. Like they're they're probably at the twenty five yard line doing the doing the drill. He mm-hmm. picks it off, runs through the defense, past the coaching staff, and then past the fifty, and he's all by himself and takes yeah, it. All he looked the way like Forrest Gump. Yeah, it was like run, <laughs> run, Strom and run. Uh, took it all the way to the other end of the field and did a little bit of a dance and got some people coming down after him and jumping up on him. So you know he was he was showing out and and it, he did jump the route. It was not a good throw. It was, it was uh, Walker's pass was behind whoever the intended receiver was. But there's some. I'm just underlining. There's some good healthy competition going on out there. And even like we talked about earlier with with Fields um, coming over to you know have you know, try to get at one of, uh, you know, at the referee and also get at Adrian Colbert that he did not indeed pick Justin Fields off. So uh, there's some fun and competition being had out there all at the same time. Yeah, just really quickly, like in the one-on-ones where the offensive line was going against the defensive line, you saw Braxton Jones and Demarcus Walker, I think, have some pretty good reps against each other. One, Braxton Jones handled the bull rush from Demarcus Walker on the first rep, was able to absorb the blow and, and win that rep. The next rep, Demarcus Walker said, not today, and literally threw Braxton Jones to the ground. Again, no pads, but you're seeing the competition back and forth from these guys. And you know what's interesting about that, Mark? We heard from Dominique Robinson allude and talk about Braxton Jones, like how they didn't help each other last year because Dominique Robinson never used the bull rush or the power technique when he would go up against Braxton Jones. What was the thing that Braxton Jones kind of struggled with last season? handling the bull rush so it was interesting to hear that from dominic robinson and that was a focus for him going into this offseason to focus on you know just use some different moves but now they're i think what you're seeing out of these players and these practices hopefully they're working on things that are going to help the opposition on the opposite side because dominic robinson said that wasn't even a part of what they were doing in practice last year he would never bull rush braxton jones Braxton Jones couldn't handle the bull rush last year. So I'm glad we're starting to see that with, with these, um, you know, players in this group this year. See Gary talk about Domra being down in the depth chart. It's, it's, it's hard to know exactly where guys are at. They do some weird stuff as far as moving up a guy's moving them down and moving them around, whatever. Domrod spoke today. And I don't know what you thought, Nick, but he, to me, he came across as a, a confident, more mature season under his belt guy 
And he also did add that he's put on about 10 pounds. He last year he played in the 250s. Now he's in the 260s. I thought he looked bigger. Yeah, and he also said that, you know, in his exit meeting with the Bears, the Bears wanted him to go look out to a veteran presence uh, who played the position, and he hung out with Robert Mathis to kind of pick his brain a little bit. So he was learning that, and he did say that he did not like his rookie season at all. And he used his, he was re- really relying on athleticism to to get the, all the sacks that he did in week one against the 49ers. And he realized pretty quickly that that athleticism isn't going to work throughout the course of a season. And that's why you didn't, you never really saw uh, a very productive Dominic Robinson as, as the season went on. But I thought we, there were some good things there that he said in his press conference today. That was funny. It, yeah, my athleticism, the things I was doing worked in week one. Then not as much in week two. And then I, yeah, no. So, <laughs> well, I mean, he, we all know he did not have a lot of help around him. True. And you're also talking about a guy who was a wide receiver converted to being a defensive end in the, in the NFL. It's going to take a second. But, and I don't know if he's going to make it. No one does. But I'm rooting for that guy. And, and speaking of guys moving around, and I know it was mentioned earlier about Nate Davis, you know, you know, they're trying different guys out. But Jatir Carter, you know, at right guard, that was interesting. Uh, a few times when they ran the ball, he was kind of leading the charge. He's a big dude, you know. So they obviously see something in him um, and where he'll, you know, fill out and find his role on this team. I mean, injuries happen, unfortunately. So, you know, they're trying to test things out. So when a guy has to step in, you know, he's at least had some, you know, practice with some of these guys around him. I think the other thing, too, is, so far, you know, another guy that came out and, and was hanging out with the fans for quite a while, uh, Tevin Jenkins. We really haven't heard that much. You know, last year, it was like we talked about Tevin Jenkins every single day. And this year, it feels like we haven't talked about him at all. And I, I take that as a really good sign. You know, like, obviously, he was the most talented offensive lineman on our roster last year. But health-wise, is the concern. And right now, I mean, you know, it's a long season. But I have no concerns about what Tevin Jenkins is up to. Yeah, he was able to – he went against uh, Javon Dexter twice in his one-on-ones that I saw. Uh, Tevin Jenkins handled the rookie pretty easily both times. Again, we'll see what happens with pads, but uh, it was good to see that from Tevin Jenkins. But like you mentioned, Greg, it's been pretty quiet for him, which is not the bad thing for an offensive lineman. It's a good underline right there, Gregory, that uh, you know last year Tevin was a big conversation and got to the point that he thought that he wasn't going to be a bear. The only conversation mm-hmm. we've heard so far about the offensive line was Ryan Poles doing one really positive throwaway line that he's thrilled with how it's looking so far. 1999 from the Bears bastard. Thank you, the Bears bastard. Haven't caught a live show in a while. Wanted to say I'm super jealous of Miss Camp. Coming back to Chicago a few days after the last practice. Thanks for all the great reporting. Can't wait for week one. We can't wait for it as well, the Bears bastard. Thank you so much. Uh, for jumping in here. Also want to say thank you to our friends at Hooters. This is your spot to catch all Bears games this season and all the NFL games or any game, really. Step up to the plate for their world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials, $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out the seafood specials, $19.83 for a pound of crab legs. That's a steal. And uh, great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp as well. Hooters, celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary. On the fourth of every month, Hooters Hooters is going to be hosting a throwback event, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings and other great specials. Next one is coming up on August the 4th. You know what goes well with Hooters, you guys? Goose Island Beer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Just give you a glimpse of the beer roster right now. You have the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at Great American Beer Fest, always in style, citrus aroma, bold hop finish. And, of course, you have the Tropical Beer Hug, Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol. That's dangerously easy to drink. And you have Full Pocket Pills, Everyday Beer, What the Brewers Are Drinking, and right now, you can grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. I wish that I had, like, the heavenly no, uh, sound effect, because watch this, guys. Uh, 
<laughs> with the sun. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm a complete moron. I can't help myself. I mean, that that is the beauty of a Saturday yeah. afternoon moment here. Uh, you, you want to tell everybody about Die Hard and Cog Hill there, Braggs? Yeah, this is the best time, ladies and gentlemen, to become a Die Hard. Uh, you get discounts on exclusive events merchandise you know everybody's talking about the brick by brick shirt coming back in stock they've restocked a lot of stuff we uh as far as our shirts are concerned and we have awesome designs across the board the blackhawk shirts for the new you know recently uh drafted connor bedard i mean those are sweet i'm but mine's uh in the mailbox today i can't wait to go uh pull it out of my mailbox you get discounts on that you get a free shirt as soon as you sign up when you become a diehard um, exclusive access to, you know, content that you can't get otherwise, like Adam Hogue's newsletter that he's doing every day that he's at practice stuff. You can't read anywhere else. Um, we have a discord chat where we all hang out and talk privately and you can get away from the Twitter trolls or the Reddit meanies and hang out with us and have a good time talking, talking Chicago sports, not just the bears, but we, we, there's channels for every team. And as, uh, Mark said, for our live events, if you're in the area where I'm so excited uh, this year for the tailgate scene, we had a lot of fun with the tailgates last year. And then, of course, coming up on August 25th, the CHGO kickoff classic, uh, 9 a.m. We're going to be starting out at the famous Cog Hill Golf Course. Uh, Pins and Aces is going to be bringing those sweet golf polos you see on the left, and they'll be available for purchase for people that are playing that day. Uh, we're all going to be there. There's going to be plenty of CHGO personalities there playing as well, playing alongside you guys. Corey Wooten will be in attendance. Uh, so that's going to be a really fun day, and we really are looking forward to everybody coming out. I've got a foursome. I know a bunch of people are bringing foursomes. Uh, look into it. Bring your friends and let's hang out. There's going to be food afterwards and different giveaways and things of that nature. So that's a big event coming up. I've been practicing hard. Uh, Mark had to put on display yesterday. Uh, we went out for nine holes and he goes and puts a video out there of me shanking one into the water. Uh, but what he, what wasn't documented was how I gave him the business for the last three holes on our nine hole journey last night. You, Are you, you going to be you, honest you, about this, Mark? Yeah. No, no, you played great. And uh, I was really impressed with your tenacity and your want and how much you channeled your your Michael Jordan mentality of just trying to wanting to be great at everything. And you you sunk a, a, a par putt on the last hole that was just phenomenal. And again, it was like a 25 footer. No big deal. Yeah. It was yeah, only no, the no, best no, shot of the day. Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> so I, I, I'm probably not even going to show up to the golf event uh, on the 20th. But this is the other thing, Nick. He's like, so now he's just trying to, like, gas me up like that's going to, like, get me down. And, you know, I, I have to thank him for putting that video up. As embarrassing as that video is, I'm going to watch that video every day as motivation. <laughs> even though I gave him the work. The last three holes, I was putting for par each of seven, eight, and nine, and then I got the par on nine. I'm not even going to use that. I don't need it. I'm going to use that video he made embarrassing me in front of everyone on Twitter as the motivation that I need to take him down at Cog Hill, and I'm going to. I can promise you that. Yeah. Marcus, he can't concentrate. He's talking the whole time. Okay, he's moving around. He, you know, he's no. Don't shush me. No, you I am shush. <laughs> I love. I love on a golf course. He's he can't shush, yeah. but then yeah. on a podcast, he's shushing me. You're in the neighborhood. I don't want to. Uh, you know, the neighbors are. You know, tell my guy. He's 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 talking to me. Uh, Four ninety nine from my guy Timothy B. I went to my first training camp today. Happened to run into Nick. Stand-up guy as well as the rest of CHGO. Keep up the good work. Bear down. And uh, I, I, I ran into my guy Derek today. What's up, D? Uh, first time meeting Derek, who's now uh, amongst the posse here. So, so thank you for saying hello today, Derek. Again, we always appreciate when when anybody comes up to us and um, you know says nice things about the show or says things that are not nice, which actually hasn't happened yet. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking for, although, you know, th I just get occasionally, I'll get a, a, a sideways like, is that car? <laughs> we did get uh, another uh, super chat in here from Mark Gautier, Easingwold Bears fan club, loves your training camp coverage. Hogue is a slacker. No, he's not. He's a hard <laughs> worker. Bear down, boys. We love Hogue. He's on a golf trip that he does every single year with his friends. So we weren't going to let him miss it. We, yeah. we got, we're holding it down today. 
Yeah, Hoagie's back on Monday. Shout out, by the way, or not shout out, but uh, I saw in the chat a bunch of times today that uh, people were asking about Tyler Scott, which is, uh, you know, maybe turning into a little bit of a training camp darling. I didn't notice Tyler a whole lot today. Uh, we did have a conversation amongst the media setting the over-under on amount of catches that Tyler will have, and maybe that's a conversation we can have more in-depth on the show with a bunch of guys. But uh, what feels like the right number for you guys over-under catches for Tyler Scott? I mean, we said at what, at 19 and a half, and I said over that for, for this season? Um yep. The right number. What is the right number for what? Maybe wide receiver four, wide receiver five right now with putting Valus in there. It's it's a tough. Uh, it's not an easy like answer to give you right now, Mark. What I mean, what do you guys think? I, I think that's great, and um, uh, I, I it was originally at twenty six and a half, and then everyone was kind of mm. like hesitating, and so then I and then I I, I dropped it down to nineteen and a half, which is a catch a game. Uh, I I think there's. It feels like if I if I had to bet at 19 and a half, I would take the over. I think I went a little bit low there. But, you know, first year wide receivers, you've got he's got some people in front of him. But are those people going to stay healthy? Is Mooney going to mm-hmm. make it through the season clean? Same thing with Claypool. DJ is going to get the ball a ton. Robert Tunyon has showed out basically in every single practice. I think he's going to get throws. Cole Komet's going to get balls. You're going to be running the ball. Fields is going to run the ball. So is he two catches a game? Like, you know, that would get him to 34, one catch, you know, like it's, 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 uh, you know, it, that's why the people at DraftKings get paid the big bucks. I think it's a tough, it's, it's just borderline impossible to know. Well, and Uh, this is where I have to take my own advice. When we talk about rookies and tempering expectation, where I always fall for it is with rookie wide receivers. Always. Every time I go to training camp, there's always one or two wide receivers that I absolutely fall in love with that either won't make the team at all or are rookies and aren't going to get the kind of production that you see at training camp. I Every year I do this. And go ahead, Mark. No, no, you're good. And, so, and then we're going to finish the show. You got it. And yeah. so with Tyler Scott, you know, I do see Johnny Knox vibes when I watch him go out there. And Adam echoed those sentiments that, you know, the conversation he had with Jason McKee who played with them and was able to explain why that is in more detail than I would be able to, but it's just one of those visual things. And and Tyler Scott certainly has that, but we got to be patient because as Mark just mentioned, there's only one football and there's a lot of guys out there. And I think the other part of the storyline, if we're going to have like a, a full scale look of the first three days of open practice here uh, and with the day off tomorrow is with darn the whole talk coming into camp was Darnell like last year it was Tevin Jenkins this year it was about Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool and their health and how they're gonna come out and look at practice and while Chase didn't get the ball today yesterday Chase was beating Mm -hmm. the brakes off Tyreek Stevenson and Darnell Mooney they're bringing along slowly but he looks healthy so I think the the big storyline that maybe we really haven't touched on is the fact that I I think those two are trending in the right direction it could have been worse you know we could have came in and and they weren't ready at all or anything like that. So I think that's that's a really big positive sign uh, going forward that these guys are going to be ready to rock week one. Let, let's leave you on that thought. Wide receiver, University, Chicago Bears, damn it. They're, everyone's going to be rocking it this week. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we greatly appreciate everybody who jumped in here on Saturday. Um, ton of fun to be with you guys today. Thanks for all the chats. And, uh, yeah, off day tomorrow. So do your Sunday. I'll probably be swimming in some body of water somewhere like Lake Michigan, hoping to uh, not drown and, uh, you know, get myself, get that flexibility going here. It's a a big day tomorrow. Rejuvenation as we go back into the week. So we're back Monday afternoon, right around three o'clock. And uh, yeah. See you then. I'm, I'm, I got a tea time tomorrow at 10 AM. You you keep grinding brother. Brandon, your boy, Boogie, Joseph, everybody on the way out here. Even you, Don Burr. That's right. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, Brad, and shout out to Osborne, who I boarded the bus with. We wanted to give him a shout out too. Yeah. And everybody right. I met, I met a guy at the gas station. Yep, so all those guys. Here. We appreciate everybody coming to camp yep. and showing love to us. Uh, say hi to us, and we'll show love back. And we will see you on Monday. Have a great rest of your weekend.